MVP Resurrection, the podcast where we talk about this week in gaming news. I'm your host, Joseph Brichette, and with me as always, I have Mike. And Jumper Cables. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Jumper Cables. I did it. I did it. That felt wrong. It did did feel weird. I can't do it. I'm going to say Lionel. I'm going to say Lionel. That's okay, Joe. (laughs) All right. How are you doing today, Lionel? It's my name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in your book. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. Okay, let's just dig right into this stuff. Um, First thing, let's talk about the big one. I don't know how big it is at this point, considering everything else in the world is being shut down because of the coronavirus. But uh, by Ars Technica reported that E3 2020 has been canceled. Surprise, surprise. Slow it down, Joe. Now, darkness. The tables have turned. Hmm? Corona. What am I saying? Uh, it sounds like Kaona. I'm not saying Kaona. I'm no, saying it's it, it's more like uh, he said Krona a couple of times. Probably potato, potato. Corona. Mm. That is how I've been saying. But yes, E3 has been canceled, not moved, not p- postponed. It's 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 canceled for this year, I believe, which. Which sucks, but I believe as a follow-up, Microsoft and a few of the others already said they're going to be doing an online thing. So they're going to still hear all the announcements about the next PlayStation and that good stuff. So Nintendo, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get something chuckle-worthy out of those folks at Devolver Digital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see how they are going to handle this i'm sure it's going to be hilarious but uh but I yeah mm. now Fuck i wonder yeah. <laughs> that would be great if i have him on there uh, now i wonder with this whole e3 being canceled thing if it goes really well just doing the whole online stuff would it would they would like from here on out would Microsoft just say, Well, you know, we did so well last time and we didn't have to spend so much money. Maybe we should just not go to E three and just keep doing it this way. I was sitting here thinking, okay, we'll we'll finally get the version of E three I've been waiting for, albeit mm-hmm. for the worst reasoning possible. But uh I don't know. We'll see how it works. I don't know if I don't know if this is going to be like, okay, we'll just stick with this yeah. when the option to actually have an event comes I, up. I have I, been, I kind of doubt it. I've been wondering. It's funny that it's, there's a lot of things, especially if you look at what China, some of the stuff that China's done, not all of it. <laughs> uh, I like, I wonder it like, like what else is going to stick? Like there's a lot of things that could be, like tailored to you just being at home all the time. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know, lots of delivery stuff or drone delivery or, you know, things being, you know, gone straight to digital releases or what, whatever streaming, etc. cetera. Uh, so I wonder like what, uh, and like a lot of work from home stuff too. Like, I wonder 
if anything's really going to end up sticking from this whole thing. Um, sticking as in they'll continue to do it on an online format from here on out? Not just E3, in, oh, general, in general, everything. Oh, like, oh, okay. like if we start, I don't know, if we start doing more drone deliveries, like, mm-hmm. or if we decide that we want, like, that we need to, or you know, have, have more self-driving cars on the oh. road, or trucks, actually, to make, you know, deliveries. You know, there's less people on the road. <laughs> shit like that. And it's funny, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I turned on, uh, like, NBC or something today, and... For some reason, Bernie Sanders was giving like a big statement and he was talking about all this stuff that we need to be doing. And it was it was funny because he was kind of like pushing forward, like all the things he was already pushing forward, like crazy things, not really crazy things, but stuff that would take a lot of time to get done. Just like, you know, building shelters for homeless people and, Mm. you know, whatever like you know people i've been really talking a lot about ubi now lately which Mm -hmm. is interesting and things like that all these like things that are considered ultra liberal and and shit like that and it's it's funny he was really jumping on the opportunity to to say like hey let's do all of my ideas right now because it'll make (laughs) everything easier and everyone safer so and you know healthcare, like cutting costs for treatment and all that sort of thing um, which I mean, he did have a lot of points, so it's funny to see this whole thing sort of, I don't know, see how we're adapting to it. Like maybe we're going to be forced to adapt to this thing. Like we're going to be forced to just push society forward a little bit because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this this was already the direction that a lot of companies have been trying and working very hard on pushing in that direction. I mean, drones, Amazon wants to do that. Uber wants to do driverless cars really badly. So, I mean, all these things are already in the works, but maybe this yeah. will help speed it along, I guess. Yeah, the whole automated yeah. truck thing is that is, it seems like if things are going to shut down delivery wise, then mm-hmm. and we have the technology to do that, why not? you know, go full force <laughs> <laughs> and kill all those jobs. Oh, yeah. I was about to mention that. Yeah. Well, that would not be good. <laughs> but, um, it, it is. It's funny. Cause I feel like probably we'll see a lot of people just dropping trailers around D3. Absolutely. I'm sure we're going to be seeing a whole bunch of that all over YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, they, they push back Mulan. They push back the new James Bond, which are supposed to, they're both supposed to come out like very soon. Um, I saw someone on Twitter talking about how they really want someone to just say, "Hey, like we're just going to release this shit straight to digital on demand." So <laughs> do, but nobody's none of the series have done that yet. They also just pushed back Fast and the Furious as well. Mm. So that just got pushed as well. So it's. <sighs> this thing's messing up everything. <laughs> it's not messing up that much. I mean, really? it is. Not, it, uh, not all the shit we're talking about. Video games and movie releases? Not really, but other okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. 
it canceled WrestleMania. Canceled the NBA. <laughs> canceled I mean, Disneyland. That falls into the same category. I don't even think health-wise it's going to... I don't think it's going to do that much more damage than a regular flu season, but mm. I think economically this is like it's going to hurt a lot. That's well, kind of, mm-hmm. like the well, stock market is tanking and yep. all that did stuff. You, did you guys watch the big announcement Trump did and all the things he's going to be cutting, supposedly? I don't watch anything that guy does. I did. Okay, I well, was I was mildly curious. Yeah, so he... Travel bans. Like, yeah, but the travel bans and also um, removing taxes, the, the taxes from payroll... Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of other stuff too. So yeah, um, it still has to pass through Congress. But if that does actually happen, that's gonna be yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening right now. Yeah, Congress wants to pass their version of it, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be gonna be better. So we'll see. Um, either way, we may have free money coming our way. I know. That's <laughs> very nice. Hopefully, we will see. Okay, um, that sucks. That E3's gone away for just this year. I'm sure hopefully it will be for back the next time year. time being, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I should point out I do have a sore throat and I've been having flu-like symptoms. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll probably be fine, though. I please, hope. Please be well. Yeah, I don't think you fall into, into any of the categories of people who've died from it. You don't, you're not in bad health. You're not old. and um, I'm not in great health. <laughs> you um, don't have a compromised immune system. Um, I might actually. Mm. They don't really know what the fuck is wrong with me. <laughs> that's not, that's so I, I have been a little bit like, uh, I don't know, because I, I don't know. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, mm. problems. <laughs> yeah. I think they said some of the symptoms are is like a dry cough which i'm still not quite sure what that means a dry cough no a uh, very I high temperature you're not hacking up shit okay that's probably what it was a very high temperature and actually not having a runny nose that was mm. one thing i said so oh, man my nose has been stuffy but it hasn't really been runny mm. i have a sore throat oh, boy. i don't know i'm sure you'll be fine yeah i don't know we'll see yeah, Stop trying to make me worry. <laughs> He's a strong, strong young man. He'll do fine. Uh, uh, let's move on to the next story here by IGN. Yeah, I can never pronounce his last name. Reggie Fieselme. Fieselme. Is that how you pronounce it? Fieselme. Fieselme. Reggie Fieselme joins GameStop board of directors to help save the struggling retailer. Yeah. I don't know if there really is a way to save it. Um, but why, why, why? I think he could do it. Um, I don't know. Some, some people like working there, I guess. He can do anything. He can. They have been actually, I think it said in 2019, I looked at the, the link for this. They have been experimenting with GameStop. It's, I guess it's format and how it, not format, but it's layout and the type of things that they do there. To make it seem more geek friendly, if you will, kind of have that vibe. If you go into a comic book store, mm-hmm. where you kind of have like people playing D and D, lots of areas to socialize and stuff like that. So, 
that could maybe help turn around and help build the community a bit more, but yeah. I don't know. I think it, it could be cool. Uh, Jesus, some of these people in these pictures. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's the kind of crowd you get in a comic book store Holy or like a shit. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so the only problem with this type of crowd is that you're building a community, but these aren't paying customers. <laughs> like these are just people chilling and you know socializing, but they need people in there purchasing stuff and buying things. You know, buying well, lots of lots. That's why Reggie's there. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess so. One one doesn't necessarily negate the other. And Joe, remember when going to GameStop was fun? I remember when going to um, EB Games was fun. That was. <laughs> I remember when that was fun. Mm-hmm. But, or um, what was what was what was the one Hollywood Video owned? Oh, that was oh man, I'm blanking. What was that one? That one was actually really fun to go into. It was green. Yeah. It yeah. was green. It was green as fuck. Yeah. The the only thing that really bothered me, and I know, is kind of the selling point of Game Game Crazy. Pro- oh, Game there crazy. Is Game yeah. crazy. <laughs> Is that I actually did not I want I know what I wanted. I went in there and I wanted to purchase it. But what ended up usually happening is that these people would come up to me and keep like wanting to chat forever about games. I like games. I get you like games, but I came in here to buy a game and go. Please stop talking. So it's just maybe I'm the wrong <laughs> poser. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's just I don't want to spend like thirty minutes in there talking about all these games. I I came yeah, in there I for have a reason. A very strict shopping agenda. I don't have time for fun. Exactly. <laughs> well, you may call it fun, but I call it just please stop talking. I want to play my game. So that's I don't know. I'm clearly the right. Wrong You're just gonna take it home and like audit it or some. I know what you're about. (laughs) Exactly. I know Um, you're kind. But this could work. But once again, they got to figure out a way to get these people, you know, get them in there, but also get them buying stuff. This won't get them buying stuff. Get them out of there. (laughs) A few ways you could do this. Sure, there's the comic book store model that's kind of like the Barnes and Noble model. Where you get them in there, you know, they can test things. You still buy things. You mm. also have like your little coffee shop or your food thing in there. And maybe that, you know, it turns into like a gaming cafe where you can, you know, you oh, yeah, charge for some amount of time on the thing. Yeah, you pay for an hour or so or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that could be fun. There's that. So, it sounds interesting. And then there's, of course, the other more, you know, the more obvious thing would be to just become a digital distributor um, on PC, uh, which I'm surprised they haven't tried to do yet. But then oh, again, you just mean make like a Steam or yeah, or whatever, or fucking Epic Store, or Epic whatever Store or something like that. I, Nobody really wants another one of those, but they they could try it. But the the thing is, they I don't know. Like Nintendo and Microsoft and Sony already do that for themselves. 
and mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big chunk of what they sell at these stores, like the appeal. Mm-hmm. And PC gamers are just going to use Steam or Epic. It'd be, and it'd probably be hard for them to carve out that market. So, yeah, experiences. I mean, VR porn palaces could be in this part of this thing too. <laughs> um, it's any kind of experience. That's the back room. Maybe GameStop is the hero we need to bring back real arcades. Well, yeah, well, see, that's the thing I was thinking about, specifically looking at these ones that have like, like that have this like land looking setup to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, the difference between this and this sort of thing happening at like a comic book store or the Barnes and Noble is that, you know, once you've read, unless, you know, people are just sort of skimming the books. Once they've read it, they've had, like, the primary experience, right? Um, here, you know, getting to, like, go in there and literally demo things, you're, you're getting to, how do I put this? You could more likely make a sale where you might not normally just by allowing the person to kind of test it there. And then you get the uh, added community experience of, you know, other people saying, oh, yeah, d- try this or you like this game, try that. It, it could work. It-, it could give us an aspect of like sort of that both that old. I don't, I don't know if I want to say EB games, but, you know, just the old game store experience alongside bits of the arcade. Yeah. You know, another thing I'm seeing in these pictures is pictures of old consoles, so they could open that up again. Well, that's where a lot of, um, you know, independent game stores have been eating GameStop's lunch, is having all the old stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well... They really I don't know need to... if I'd say eating their lunch, but there's <laughs> well, a that's money it. they're making. That's money they're making that literally doesn't exist inside of a GameStop. Well, yeah, those those like independent stores tend to go out of business really fast. Yeah, and they come well, back and they leave and they go to business and they come it's, back. It's hit and miss. They either appear and disappear, or if they like make it over that hump, they thrive because. There was a. I've gone to nothing but independent stores since moving to Washington. Mm. Yeah, because around where I live, there have been like at least three store, uh, like mom and pop shops that were just that have all popped about, up. And yeah, and then, and then yeah, mm-hmm. like within like a year or two, they were oh, just no. like gone. Those those are the two extremes. Mm-hmm. It's either you've either thrived and you're working on maybe your second location or, you know, you live, you die, and then something pops up to take your place for 30 seconds. For sure. I just, I, I, I mean, I completely believe in Reggie to turn GameStop around. I, I just don't know what they can do to make that happen because Joe, it's, yeah. Maybe he'll bring back the Bigfoot. Oh God! I would love it. I, I would go into a GameStop and just eat, 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 eat. I I loved the Bigfoot. I loved it so so much. It's games and pizza. Oh, God, well, forget the game. I just want the I just want the pizza back. Just give me the pizza back. I remember going to Kmart. And Joe, just you keep saying things that really worry me. What? Oh, you don't even like video games anymore, do you? 
Well, it's not that I don't like video games. I just I've never been a fan of GameStop. I mean, it's just I I I don't. There's so many other places I can get games. I mm. get everything digitally these days. And when I go into a GameStop, I go in there because I want to. I want to get something. Well, yeah, and I know what I the, get. the GameStop of now is probably yeah. not so good. And then yeah. they're like trying to upsell you on stuff. And yeah, I just don't. I just don't want to have those conversations. I don't really care when it's so easy for me to get the games in like a hundred different other places. So it's just. I yeah, and I, also I'm gonna. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest too. Like, yeah, gaming has kind of gone a bit down, and what I've been you know focusing on lately. So it's that there's oh that too. Lord, he yeah. gets himself a woman, and suddenly he's better than me. I, I see how it is, Joe. Uh, more importantly, <laughs> Mike, I think yeah. Joe might hate people more than me now. No, it's not. <laughs> not because like I have a woman or anything like that. I mean, I've literally left the game industry, and when I'm where I'm working now has nothing to do with it. So that's kind of a big part of it as well. So, but. But anyway, I I hope he turns it around. I'm I'm sure the man has a lot of great ideas, and I hope they actually listen to him, so he can greatly improve this game store. Because if they do it right, I'm sure they could turn into something really cool. Oh, he'll uh, make them listen. Yeah, I mean, Dave and Buster's does really well. Every time I go to one Dave and Buster's, they're always packed. They always have lots of people playing games, lots of different. Every time I go, there's a new type of arcade machine. So, I mean, they got that down to just like they get they got down to a science. They're really good at it. Um, so if GameStop can just figure that out, then I'm sure they'll do well. And there's tons of VR, VR little places all around where I live, like tons of mm -hmm. them. There's one near me, too. Yeah. So there's lots of possibilities, but just selling games, that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. Apart, yeah, for sure. So apart from all the, the business models and all that shit and stuff that they could do. I do want to just say that it's pretty like I'm kind of stoked to have Reggie back. Yeah, like, yeah, into the game industry as like a presence, like out there doing shit. Like it's cool to see someone like that. One, he's not, you know, tied to Nintendo anymore, which is cool because he won't be, you know, burdened by the Japanese way of doing things. Yeah, because um, they were. They're still really weird with a lot of things, a lot of decisions they make. And two, it's just cool to watch someone who, you know, worked so hard throughout their whole life, like be that stoked to come. I think he retired, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. To, yeah. to be that stoked to come out of retirement to like face a new challenge head on, mm -hmm. like, like you know, he's so like cool. pretty pumped to like see what he can do and we all know the state that GameStop's in and this guy looks at it as a challenge so mm -hmm. love that assuming that you know uh, he does take an active role in this whole thing because being on a board can probably mean a lot of different yeah. things mm -hmm. yeah you have the worst case scenario is that they're just using him as like like a like a face plate for some some generic ass shit. No, that's awesome. Yeah, they, they brought him and two other guys in. <laughs> One guy, guy from PetSmart. Yeah, from PetSmart. <laughs> and the other guy from just just says retail business. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure he'll save it. He'll turn it around. 
he's just that kind of guy. You can do it, Reggie. We believe in you. We all do. All right, it's rumor time. Rumors, 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 rumors. Can, can, can that be a segment? Yeah, you should probably do that every single time now. <laughs> yes, do it. Rumors, rumors, rumors. So our first rumor is by Daily Gaming Report, a Reddit user, because you know how trustworthy they are. User leaks info on Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield. His name is Todd is my mom. I love that name. That's mm. a great name. So even more reason to trust him. Uh, he claims to have close ties to the developer with a lengthy post that leaks information on the two single-player epics from the studio. So I guess that means he knows some a developer within the company. Well, it's uh, odd. Mm, yeah. Um, so the first bit of it would be that the location for a, the sequel to the fault will fall up to Skyrim revolve around Hammerfell and High Rock. Um, I mm. don't know much about the, I, that. Joe, like, I think that... that's that's where the black people come from. Ah, the Red Guards. I believe so. Ah, let me double check. <laughs> Everybody's gonna cash in on this this black craze. <laughs> yes. First Black Panther. Now this. What's next? Who knows? Oh, man. Um, so High Rock is just generic medieval fantasy, yep. but the truth is... Hammerfell is where the Red Guards are from. That's interesting. Okay. So... Uh, yeah. That's kind of High... the last place they haven't made a game about, huh? Yeah. Um. Wait, no. They haven't gone to the land of the lizard or the <laughs> cat people. Yeah, nobody Which... wants to start there. <laughs> I was hoping for either of those, but I'm happy with Hammerfell. Uh, what about what was your tier list there? Uh, tier <laughs> one was Kitty Town. Tier two was uh, Lizard Kingdom, and then three was um, Hammerfell. Black people <laughs> everywhere else. I, I I didn't give a shit. I'll be right back. I gotta go press a button in the kitchen. All okay. right. Uh, so what about High Rock? I have actually never heard. I'm going to look that up, too, because I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, I I don't remember anything about that one. Is it anywhere near Castle Rock? <laughs> I still need to watch that. Let's TV. see. It borders Hammerfell to the southeast of Skyrim. To, oh, sorry. Oh. It borders Hammerfell to the southeast and Skyrim to the east. So it's between the two. It's mainly populated by Bretons and a province of the, 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 the Empire. High Rock and the Somerset Isles are the only provinces in Tamriel that don't share a border with Cyrodiil. So it's um, High Rock is more white people. Mm. They're like, they're the non royal, magically gifted white people. I see. Okay. They're the Kids? other white no, no, the other ones. Bretons are the other ones. I thought Bretons were wood elves. No, no those, those are Bosmer. Are, yeah, those are Bosmer. Or or tree climbers if you're the racist motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> in the arena in fucking oblivion. <laughs> and that shit had me dying. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because he said, go show those tree climbers who, who's boss. <laughs> and that <laughs> character was a wood owl. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, man. Um, fucking the Mandingo fights. Yeah, really. Uh, not much details he was saying about Starfield, their other sci-fi game. That's going to also almost nothing else. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, except little snippets here, like you feel like your build matters. Um, I guess so. I guess they're going to put a lot of uh, emphasis on how you build your character. Maybe so. I don't know. Who knows on that part? Uh, but, but 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 yeah, there really wasn't too much detail. Yeah. I guess. It's interesting that they mentioned Hammerfell and High Rock. Um, does that mean, are these going to be two separate games, or does that mean there's going to be travel between the two? Mm. If there's going to be travel between the two, that means the scope of this game is going to be massive. Yeah, which is give and take. Um, I've, 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 I've championed these games maybe getting a little smaller rather than bigger. But at the same time, the scope of moving between two different like like nations is kind of interesting. Yeah, Mm. it's really about filling out the world. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. The only thing that bothered me about Skyrim was that after a while, the quest—I mean, they were just dynamically creating new quests, and it was all just you know collect a hundred of this. Yeah, Skyrim, especially in comparison to Oblivion, it felt a lot more hollow. Yeah, it did. Because they wanted to keep you going. They wanted. But you'd be, you know, making these huge treks and going through things for, you know, when you'd get these items, they wouldn't feel so special. They would just feel like these things you did for doing another, you know. Um, Has like, a wide window between 70 and 120 hours. Yeah, like Oblivion felt a lot more packed. You could like trip and fall over stuff. It was so tightly wound in there whereas you can you can wander around aimless in skyrim for quite a while before anything of interest happens that's true that is true i mean i mean a lot of this is easily modified with some mods but still yeah the one thing i absolutely loved about skyrim was just discovering all the shouts around the world Mm-hmm. I would just go hunting for those things everywhere. They that made the game incredibly fun. And that could have been my problem because that aspect of it wasn't that interesting to me. Oh, really? You didn't like the main story, really, kind of uh, at all? Not really. No. Um, it it kind of just fell into the problem I've had with a lot of the Skyrim games, where you just feel too um, too important to actually matter Mm. in a weird way like uh the world kind of like remains in a standstill until you do something but you can never truly be a part of it you can only move it Mm. like you you, um like you finish a quest and this is a part of all the games you finish a quest you become the head of the guild and you do nothing with it and mm. nothing changes about what the guild does. It just it's just they give you some money, that's it. You've changed the guild. You can never be you can't really be a part of it. You can't really do anything in it. Mm. And that's everything in these games. 
which is yeah. why I've always wanted them to maybe get smaller and just put a lot more in there, have it be a lot more intimate, have it matter that you're head of the Mages Guild when you go elsewhere, you go to another city and then, you know, they see you got something and people will react to you differently than if you were just some random dude. Things have more of an impact and weight in the game if you follow the the main story a bit more. Mm-hmm. But I do see what you're saying, though. If you, outside of the main story, it's really it is pretty hollow. It's just like there's not nothing really means anything. You mm-hmm. you, you accomplish something, but why? <laughs> like it, it just doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. but I see what you're saying. All right, uh, let's move on to the next rumor. Rumor, 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 rumor. <laughs> uh, some Silent Hill spooky. <laughs> All right, that was bad. All right. Uh, I still enjoyed it. Yes, since you have it open, for some reason it's still not opening for me. Could you break it down for us? Um, basically, uh, there are rumors swirling. And the stuff's been kind of teased for a while now. Like some weird tweets, basically, have been happening. Um, I I kind of thought people were just reading too much into it. Like uh, uh, <coughs> Aki Saito over at Kojima Productions tweeted something, and he had the he was like he mentioned the word silent, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Silent Hills!" Uh, <laughs> silent Hill. And then uh, yeah, people have been like kind of poking other people related to silent hill and they've been saying like they'd be into it or that or they've been like tweeting weird shit Uh, but basically now there's like a a rumor that's i guess somewhat credible that there's going to be that sony is talking to konami and trying to get two silent hill projects off the ground and wow uh one would be uh quote-unquote soft reboot of the series just called silent hill and fucking siri cunt bitch um the keijiro toyama who i guess directed and wrote the original silent hill uh and akira yamaoka who's very famous composer of that series um and somebody named masahiro ito doesn't say who the fuck that is but i guess he's important so apparently those guys are supposedly working on our, this reboot Silent Hill. And the other juicy part of this thing is that uh, apparently like Sony has been, you know, they've seen kind of the, you know, the furor that was caused by Silent Hills never materializing. And I guess now that they have Kojima and they're talking to Konami, they want Kojima to do Silent Hills again, uh, which is pretty wild. And then there was a, a wired uh, Google question thing with Norman Reedus, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm working on some things with Hideo. And so people were reading into that. And um, and I guess to finish it out, the, the details about this are that they... this. For Silent Hills, they've been pitching Kojima sort of a more ter- telltale, kind of supermassive t- style, like choose-your-own-adventure sort of thing for Silent Hills, which is mm. sort of strange. Could be interesting. I mean, it's. I feel like in those examples, that kind of doesn't... 
I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. So, do you think it would be a continuation of that demo that was made a long time ago, or is that just kind of not a thing anymore? Um, well, it, it apparently it would be Silent Hills. Like, it would be called Silent Hills. I don't know how much it would actually be what Kojima and Guillermo del Toro were working on with Norman Reedus, mm-hmm. seeing as how Sony seems to be allegedly pitching this as... Um, sort of a choose-your-own-adventure type thing. Um, But they say he could have full creative control, which is what you do when you're (laughs) giving Kojima a project. Um, So, yeah, that's sort of a... I don't know. Definitely the prospect is very interesting. Um, Either way. So, I'm curious to know what you guys would want out of another Silent Hill, would you just want them to remake what is already, you know, around or make something completely new and original? Jump Cables probably knows more about this series than I do. Uh, Not much. Um, It's a series I've always kind of like monitored from the sidelines because I could never finish a game without somebody spoiling it for me. Uh. Um... I don't know, honestly. I'm sort of in the same boat. I I played like a big chunk of Silent Hill, and then I just stopped playing for some reason. Um, mm. This was like years later. I went back, and I was like playing it on my PS3. Mm-hmm. I was playing like the original. And it was really, it was fun. It was cool. I liked it a lot. It's really interesting. Um, but I, I, yeah, I do kind of want to go back and finish it. And then I, I know they... The other ones were like pretty acclaimed. I played the demo for the third one. I heard the second one's a masterpiece. So they've always been on my list. Um, and I've seen some entries that just seem wild. Like I like I gotta check them off the list at some point. Um, in terms of like, I think I, as much as it's like not cliche or or whatever, but like kind of expected, like a a remake of the original could be cool. And I, but really I'm just like, I'm kind of writing that way from last week with the final fantasy seven remake. I'm like, yeah, remake that. Remake <laughs> this. Remake all those PS one classics. I just, <laughs> I want them. There's, I, but it's also like, that's far back enough where a remake would actually, you know, it feels fresh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would love to see a metal gear solid one remake. And that's actually that prospect is interesting because it, it, it in this case, like you have Sony talking to Konami, and I I, th- I may have talked about this before, just kind of pie in the sky thinking, of like, oh yeah, what if Sony like bought the rights to Metal Gear, or Castlevania or something? Like, what if they bought the rights to Metal Gear or worked a deal with Konami where they could make a game and then. Then they turn to Kojima, and Kojima gets to work on that shit again. Um, not that I would really want him to work too heavily on another Metal Gear game, but him kind of like overseeing as a producer or something on a Metal Gear Solid remake, or even a Metal Gear One and Two remake, yeah, would be cool. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. Final Fantasy VII remake just has me like I, I just want to see everything. <laughs> I want to see all of the PS. 
I guess we already have Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did a really good job of showing you can make a good remake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want a Tumba remake. That's what I want. Ooh. That could be good. so pretty. It would be. It would be very pretty. Did you ever play that uh, Link's Awakening remake? Or is it a Link to the Past or whatever? Uh, uh, the Switch? Yeah. No, not yet. It's Link's Awakening remake. It's Awakening. Really yeah. it. it looks so pretty. It looks really pretty. You could use that sort of style for Tomba. Oh, Man, Tomba was cool. It was. Tomba was cool. I wonder if I have that on PSN. Did not get enough love. This shit was can, 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 while we're making requests, can we get VR Jumping Flash? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that game was so exciting. Same was BMX Bike or something. I think that's what it was called. It was on that demo disc, too. Oh, Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I I almost I feel like that's coming. It has to be coming. Oh please! Yeah. I don't know. You don't let, think it's let 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 me have it. <laughs> seven is just. Well, yeah, seven was um, it, it was a lot of things for people. It was there's a lot of people like me who got into JRPGs almost entirely because of seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just find it. A lot of people in this um, other like Slack that I, a bunch of friends like they all said, yeah, yeah, seven was like my starting was the one that I started with Final Fantasy and a lot of other people just like you, Lionel. That was the one that got me into playing mm-hmm. JRPGs. But it's just it's so funny because there were like ten Final Fantasy games that came out before that one. Oh, and a ton. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, there. I'm sure a lot of them were like me too, where they didn't even realize like. Like JRPGs, like turn-based RPGs, mm-hmm. were a thing. I thought what I was looking at in those cutscenes is what I was going to be playing. <laughs> like, I oh. yeah. So I was a little weirded out by the turn-based thing, mm-hmm. but got sucked into the story. So it was the marketing. Mm-hmm. That's what really did it. Yeah, I remember those commercials. Fuck. Yeah. Subtitled CG. It was really good. Man. Uh, just sewing the city and just yeah that'd do it. it it's weird because i could see that dna like that tetsuya nomura like industrial sort of dna mm-hmm. in the in the in the level design it's like oh fuck i can kind of see some final fantasy 8 stuff in there like proto 8 like i just want to see it full blown <laughs> give it to me agreed yeah, give me fucking re- remake Tekken two. <laughs> oh, oh, that could be so good because that game had like it was a moody ass fighting game. Yeah, they could fucking do it like Tekken one and two. Like, like it could be, it could be like the Tekken I've been wanting for God knows how long. Yeah, god damn it! I mean, they're doing it's. <laughs> crazy how they've been knocking these things out of the park like it looks like ff7 is going to be really good resident evil 2 got great reviews i loved the demo Mm. (laughs) like tomb raider was a little far back but that was great uh all this stuff like all these remakes are turning out like pretty well Mm -hmm. yeah they're doing very good 
And I, I was reading a little article today and they're saying they're already working on the second um, part of the remake of Final Fantasy VII. They, have, they haven't announced any release date because they don't even know. But they said mm-hmm. they're, work, they're working on it. So it's coming. But yeah, they said they just could not give an actual <laughs> end date. I hope it's, the first part is like meaty. Yeah. I'm oh, so. yeah, it's it's going to be. Well, I mean, the Midgar portion of the original game was so thick that I thought it was going to be the game. Yeah. So it's going to be packed. Do they but, say that that's the first part? No, they didn't specify. Uh, there's there's an implication with it with um, another story. I don't know. Is did did you leave the Red Thirteen story in there? Is that one that got taken out? No, we cut uh, it. Like well, there was a story we were going to look at regarding the nature of Red Thirteen in the first Final Fantasy game, where they said that uh, due to how late he shows up in the story, he won't be playable. But he will basically be like an AI-controlled companion for the small portion that he would be involved in the combat, mm-hmm. uh, which in you know that which lines up with the first uh, game being the Midgar portion. He shows up at the very end of it. Yeah, so I mean, it could mean that yeah, he's not playable in this part, but. In the next part, he might oh yeah, be. no, he he'll be playable from then on. They just didn't see the point in introducing his mechanics so mm. late into the game. True. That's, okay. That's good to hear. A, a, a remake of Resident Evil Four. <laughs> that would sell. Absolutely, yeah, it could. That would sell. Well, yeah, they could actually make it scary. Mm. Well, prettier and prettier. Yeah. I mean, this. What else could you do to it? Ooh, I mean, ooh, I ooh, ooh. It update the controls. Mm. And, and no, 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 Mike, Mike, Mike. You make the guns, all the guns, customizable. <laughs> that would be something different. Be cool. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> uh, so many possibilities. Since that was the first one that pioneered, sort of the behind the back camera maybe they that do that over the one. shoulder yeah maybe they do that one with the remake with tank controls uh, <laughs> go for, full circle oh lord that would be that'd be bizarre i know there's mods for it on pc uh okay let's jump on some naughty dog news we got two articles about it first uh one by kotaku let's talk uh, about the the HBO thing sure. first because we'll blow right through that. Yeah, so by The Guardian, HBO to make TV series based on apocalyptic video game The Last of Us. Ah, that shouldn't be that hard to make. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chernobyl created... Oh, it's by the... I never did watch that show. I hear really, really good things about it, though. Um, mm-hmm. Chernobyl creator Craig Madsen will work with the adaptation with the creative director, Neil Drunkman. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said that wrong. Uh, uh, I'm getting sleepy. That, that should be my last name. <laughs> Neil Drunkman. All right. That's a name. Um, but yeah, this seems to be the like following the trend of just turning games 
into TV shows. We're seeing it like more and more and more and more. It's a trend so, now. What else it, was there? Ah, uh, there was a uh, The Witcher. Witcher is based off the books, but I get it. It's popular yeah, because of the game. It is because of the game mm-hmm. primarily. Um, then there was another. What was it? I need to. Oh, <laughs> the oh, Neopets. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Um, uh, Castlevania is another one. Yeah. yeah. It's animated, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also. Um, oh my God. What is it? What's the game that everyone says looks like the the movie Totoro and other stuff? I forgot what it's called. Oh, Nino Cooney. Um, yeah. That's also. That. that, that uh, came out on Netflix as well. It's kind of a sneak eating its own tail, really. Also, if you want to play a Ghibli game mm-hmm. that's not actually Ghibli, but just as j- j- play Jade Cocoon. <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> More people need to play it. It's it's like if Pokemon was made by Ghibli. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think there's there's like two more. I just can't remember them, but there are. They keep. They keep, uh, this is. I feel like it's a trend. I mean, more we're seeing more of it. There's well, something to it. Anyway, mm-hmm. this um, this was gonna be a movie, and yeah, now it's yeah. not. Uh, yeah, all these all these Naughty Dog projects are are have been in play for a long time, and you know, Druckmann has his his grubby little hands in them, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is probably a good thing. Uh, he's very meticulous when it comes to the storytelling and these sorts of things. Uh, that Tom Holland Uncharted movie is still supposedly in the works. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Last of Us TV show? Okay, sure. <laughs> I was, I don't know. I, I still feel like, I don't know, it's, it's weird because I don't know that you can get a better, like, I don't know. I guess I'm not really against it in principle, but I I can't see you getting really a better Joel other than Troy Baker in his performance mm. in the game, and he's reprising that role in Last of Us Two. Uh, they both are. Uh, Ashley Johnson as Ellie is coming back, so it's sort of I don't know. I'm just kind of like i don't know this feels very much like uh well we'll see what they do like it it seems like they're gonna just tell the same story which i don't really necessarily want but at the same time if they're gonna tell a different story then it's kind of just another walking dead or something yeah it's another post-apocalyptic zombie show um uh, Um, i guess if they're gonna hit the same beats that's cool. I guess it's just going to be the same story in a different medium translated for people who don't play games. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I was kind of more excited to see it as a movie because in a movie, you're forced to, you know, it's kind of like adapting a book. You have to really move things around and make it work as a movie. But on a show, games are already kind of like that long. So you're kind of just dividing it up into a different format it's already the same length yeah you are well i mean at least the quality of shows are getting somewhat better (laughs) so maybe 
It'll be good. Yeah. I just want it to show me something new. Mm. Or provide some kind of interesting perspective on this story. Yeah, that would be nice. Because we really do have a lot of those type of shows already. I, I, just We don't need another one. I mean, uh, how... How is The Walking Dead still going on? I believe another season's coming out. Uh, just... Most people are sick of it. <laughs> I know. It's getting ridiculous. And there's also Fear of the Walking Dead, which is a spinoff of The uh, Walking Dead. People like that one a lot better now. It yeah. is. It's actually pretty good. That was like funny. It. At like peak hating of The Walking Dead, that show came out, and it was like The Walking Dead all over again. People loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if saying this is going to be just walking dead all over again uh last of us starts off significantly like from the jump it's significantly bleaker than the walking dead the walking dead had a kind of had to go a ways before getting to the point that the walking dead starts at sorry that last of us starts at and um i'm thinking violence level is going to be significantly higher you're going to get to more disturbing content a lot sooner. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a, another thing I feel is like, it's for me personally, it's like, how is this going to be different than the road? How is this going to be different than Logan? You know, that's mm. the other thing that's mm. kind of rattling around in my brain. Um, there is like right off the bat in the last of us, there's kind of a big time jump. So I would kind of like mm-hmm. to, it'd be cool to see that that space sort of filled out. But again, that's even more Walking Dead-ish territory where it's like right after the outbreak. So Yeah. I think it might be worth it to just leave the jump as is <laughs> for that reason. I really don't even know. But then again, there's still like, maybe you only, you don't know, start at 20 years before. Maybe you only go like one or two years before and you mm-hmm. kind of see like Joel right before this whole thing or Ellie right before. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, hopefully they'll do something with it to make it seem not like everything else out there, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I, I could kind of see where they could add little, bits and bobs of extra storytelling like when you meet somebody maybe you do a whole episode on what these people were doing before they meet joel because there's tons of characters you run into that they could delve into so i don't know maybe that's a unique take on it but Mm. there's definitely things that they could do i'm just worried that they won't do that but neil Druckmann kind of knows what he's doing so I wish they would have said how many episodes. I'm curious if it's going to be a short thing, like uh, 12 episodes, or or if it's going to be like a long, on like multiple seasons and type. I of don't thing. want that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if anyone wants that. Yeah, or a very common thing like on Netflix or like Hulu or whatever. It's usually like 10 episodes, and that's it. Like they just kind of do it all in 10 episodes, but. So it's sounding like from both of you, you don't want a long, dragged out. <laughs> I don't think anyone needs that. I was sort of, I was pretty okay-ish with it being a movie. Mm. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. 
But I don't know. And another thing with the movie is there's you get a little bit you get less hands on it. Mm. One thing I've been noticing with series a lot lately is that you know different writing teams are on different episodes and different directors are on different episodes. Like the like the Mandalorian, some of the episodes were like some of them were a lot better than other ones. You know. Mm. And it, sometimes they feel like tangents. You know, they don't really have the same feel, and the characters feel a little bit different in different hands. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got a lot of great material to work off of. So. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll make it work. Okay, let's move on to the next Naughty Dog related article here, which I am. It kind of makes me sad to see this after everything that's happened the past couple of years about crunch that naughty dog this is reported by Kotaku uh, yeah. As, yeah as naughty dog crunches on the last of us two <laughs> last of us two developers wonder how much longer this approach can last just stop it please stop it these are human beings not <laughs> just machines just uh, yeah to quote a um I guess what was once a literal thing on TV that has now become a meme. Stop it. Get some help. Mm, yeah. Just, what is it? Oh, a little quick quote here. As one Naughty Dog developer recently told me, this game is really good, but at a huge cost to the people. Okay. That should never be, that should <laughs> never be said ever. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty awful. <laughs> a lot of horrible things in this um mm-hmm. I, I mean in some senses it doesn't seem that bad but it is bad yes. uh, and a lot of it could be just fixed by better management like one of the things that's in this article is that they don't have producers or they only have a couple producers like yeah. they need more producers they need people to keep track of who's doing what that's how you prevent people from doing work that you know gets thrown away or working on things that they should be working on that need to be worked on immediately. Um, well, okay. So, well, you need producers, yes, but you also need producers that will stand up for you. If no, you... that's what I'm talking about. Okay, all right. Because yeah. there's, yeah, because you, you can need, just... Well, you need them to know what's going on because if you have departments that are working mm-hmm. on things and they're just chugging away and nobody's telling them that, hey, you're your scene got cut. We don't need that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if somebody has their hands everywhere and knows what's going on, they can stop that sort of thing from happening. For sure. But uh, but I mean, but what I mean is like also too, with uh, dealing with upper management, like I've encountered a lot in my past experience in the game industry that I had producers and they did not fight for our team. And they basically were just like the, just like a puppet being and all our strings were being pulled by the the higher exec you know the executive team so it, it, they it didn't even matter what they said they were just like the executive team said this one thing and the producer would just tell us to do it they never fought for us they never like pushed back on anything and so it, we ended up having to crunch like crazy for like 16 hour days it was it, that's it's important to have producers yes to make sure everything's organized and everyone's working in a very manageable manner, but you also need to make sure that freaking producer has a spine. That's kind of 
really important too. They need to push back. If they don't, then it, there's it's that's a, it's as if you never even had a producer, which is the kind of the case here. Yeah. Oh, God, this is another reason why I'm actually kind of glad I don't work in the game industry anymore. This is just this stuff is sickening, and I I've been through it. I hate it. It's so awful. No one should be treated this way. Like yeah. it's just. I'm a I'm a little bit of of two minds on this. Like I think the more work you put into something, the better it gets for sure. Mm. Um, and I think there should be nothing to stop you from working extra if you, you know, if they're gonna pay you extra. Um, but what I really hate is the 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 social aspect of this, like the peer pressure of like oh, yeah. you, know, you feel guilty for leaving at mm-hmm. six o'clock. You know, that's that's bullshit. If you if you can't work long hours, then you shouldn't have to and people shouldn't stigmatize you for not being able to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I remember that execs when I used to work uh, the first gaming company that I worked at. I mean, it was like. Uh, was it like it was 10 p.m. at night and everyone was still working because we had to get something done and I didn't want to leave because I saw the other engineers just sitting there I mean it's just I would I felt so bad if I would have left and I I mean until everyone else left that's when I left because it just it just felt like all that peer pressure of just knowing that like if I leave now I'm leaving you know I'm leaving the team I'm not helping I'm not being a part of the, yeah so it's just it's awful it's a it's a horrible thing that's why the second gaming company that i worked at our manager he basically told us get out do not stay here he encouraged us to leave do not stay late because if you felt like yeah guys we can do this tomorrow don't worry about it or yeah. if it was a friday he said guys go home like he actually told us get out of the office and like don't work on stuff and we'll deal with it on monday so it's, yeah, that's how you should be reacting to this. Not like, you know, encouraging them to stay by ordering them pizza or like, you know, doing all these things to make it seem like if they stay longer, it'll be better. Don't do that. Tell them to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. They don't have to be there. Don't do yeah. that. Only villains do that. <laughs> if people are staying along, it's it's just always a sign of poor management and poor time budgeting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I see the other side of this, too. I mean, you know, you only have a certain amount of time to get the game out. A lot of money has been invested into making this game. And, you know, it's going to make the company a lot of money. And there's all these deadlines. And, you know, I get it. But you yeah. got to have better management. We got to uh, draw a line yeah. somewhere. And yes. part, of the, uh, part of the problem at Naughty Dog was just... You know, it's part of the problem where you have sort of singular visions or maybe not singular, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a the creative direction, you know, coming from a few people and they're constantly coming up with ideas that this could be cool, this could be cool, this could be cool. Then it's just like it talks about how those things kind of stack up and get in the way of like daily tasks and then suddenly like things are just pushed back, you know, and then you're staying late. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because people always joke about how much they hate managers and how much they wish they didn't exist and they only make things worse. 
and it, when they don't exist, it's just chaos. It's just well, yeah. It means yeah. one of uh, two things happen. Literally, everyone follows a uh, uh, format to the letter, and they like build a bridge in the wrong direction or someone has to try and take the reins and the inmates run the asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's never good. It's really not. So that's why they're very important to have. Um, I mean, you can also hire too many managers and have a, have too much red tape, which oh, can yeah. also be a problem, but you got to find the right balance and it's really not that difficult I mean, you just you just gotta find the right person, and they can fix all these horrific problems. <laughs> it's not that hard, and just sticking up for your team—that is like so goddamn important. It really, really is. Uh, so yeah, hopefully after the Last of Us Two comes out, they just they can <laughs> they reassess stuff and. Ah, make it so this doesn't happen anymore. This just has got to stop. It's getting crazy. It's just I don't like it. I really don't like it. Um, it also doesn't help that the so many people want to get into the game industry that if someone complains, they can easily be fired or let go, and there'll be someone else to take their place very quickly. Mm-hmm. So no, that doesn't another... help. Wasn't yeah. that a big issue that they were saying was that the veterans yeah. were leaving and they'd have all these juniors that didn't really know what was going on and mm-hmm. and then so then they'd have to be trained, which would push things back and yeah. I, I saw somebody else who was chiming in on Twitter that used to work there and they were saying that um, a lot of the like the whatever the CG guys or the animators I think he was were they weren't even coming from the games industry. They were coming from like the film industry. And Mm. so, you know, they would do things a certain way, but it didn't quite work like that. So again, like having to train people who are from completely different industries. Absolutely. Yeah. That's difficult. Oh man. Well, Oh boy. Anyway, can't wait for the game. <laughs> Make yeah. it go faster. I want it now. Oh, oh. So many relationships destroyed. But as long as you're happy, Mike, with the end results, I guess that's all that matters. It's just so long and scathing, and it's peppered with like the most beautiful screenshots ever. <laughs> <laughs> they do good work. They do good work. All right, um, let's move on to the last article here, which is by uh, Gaba Sutra. The Strong Museum and Congregate Partner to Preserve Flash Games. Since Yay. the Flash Play is going bye-bye in later this year. So um, I looked it up real quick, and the Strong National Museum of Play is a museum in New York that in 1990, they had um, changed their mission statement to uh, to collecting, preserving, and interpreting the history of play, which is pretty cool. So um, I guess everything in there is all kind of just kind of keep tracking across the, the time of all the different types of toys and ways people have interacted. So I'm guessing there's VR headsets in there and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're basically working with a, the very popular gaming portal, Congregate, and since Congregate was originally a Flash gaming portal, they have an insane amount of games 
that were built in Flash. So they're just basically going to make it so that the museum can download all of them and preserve preserve them in I, I, whatever fashion they're, um, they see fit. So that's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. We have uh, multiple efforts now. Pico mm-hmm. lives. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's true. Alien hominid, all that good stuff. So that I really like that. Watch out, Gongoro girls everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. Al needs his deliveries. Yeah. Yeah. Get better start training for the bloody rage tournament. Yeah. <laughs> bloody rage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad that's happening. We need we absolutely more need more museums preserving video games and related. Because once it's gone, it's gone. So, anyways, that is it for tonight. Those are all the stories. Uh, let's do some final thoughts. Lionel, how about you go first? Um, I'm not sure I know Joe anymore, dear dear listeners. Happy birthday, Jumper Cable. He said some... <laughs> shut up. He said some <laughs> really disturbing things. And oh. I'm kind of... I, I, I don't think I know you anymore, Joe Face. Oh, I'm still me. Don't worry. I'm still Joe. Um, other than that, it's nice to see you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Reggie, it's good to see you back. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm, uh, Chicken. End of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was it? Didn't he order a diet coke at the end of that order? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Big foot pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. There's, there's just so many things. Like if, if we're, if we're gonna bring things back, let's, let's, let's just. I, I, I'm gonna come out with a list, and you know, whoever wants to go ahead and work on that. Mm. <laughs> these, right these, on that. these recommendations are free. Yeah, I won't ask for anything other than the thing just be brought back into existence. Um, one thing I never got to try was that Edge Pizza, where apparently oh. they just said "fuck the crust" and put toppings all the way to the end of the thing. Oh, yeah. You can you can go ahead and bring that back for me. Innovation right there. God damn it, I miss pizza. Mm. Me too. Fuck. I mean, I still brute force it sometimes, but I uh, often regret it. Oh, yeah, it hurts. Oh, that's not good. Uh, but, but, uh. but you missed the point, Joe. I, I, I fucking needed it. <laughs> that's important. All right, Mike, how about you? Some final thoughts? Well, I'm going to have to learn how to make my own pizza mm. out of like cornbread and soy cheese or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, these are pretty wild, exciting times for old games. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens with the Silent Hills thing if Kojima-san. It's almost like a burden, because if mm. they do that, then people are going to start asking about Metal Gear, and like, I don't think he wants to make Metal Gear anymore. Yeah, no. Um, no. But like I said, I would love to see him produce like a Metal Gear Solid remake. That would be really great. 
Yeah, that could be cool. Just give me an H. Just use the same voice tracks too. Well, I mean, if he's if he's able to, you know, work amicably with Konami again, maybe another Zone of Enders. Oh, I'd play that. I would actually. I would absolutely play that. Again, Konami. That's free. Yeah, that gave me my hands hurt. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. Actually, it it was a good hurt. I think if they remade some of the Metal Gear games, I would like to see an all-new cast. Just use use facial capture, like performance capture, all of them. Why not? Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I know people love David Hayter, but let someone else handle it (laughs) again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what else? Naughty Dog, you guys are... In the dog house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, not really. Yeah, I'm gonna I cannot wait for that game. That game's gonna be so good. <laughs> and really that is. that fucking show, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. We'll see what they do with it. Hopefully. Yeah. Um Flash games. That's yes. what GameStop should do. They should have a little computer from like 2002 with a bunch of old Flash games downloaded onto it in the corner. <laughs> oh, that would be adorable. I would play. I'd go there for that. Probably have to wear headphones so no one talks to me, but I'd go there for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like like you would put those headphones on. I would. You'd probably spray them. <laughs> what? smell his headphones all the time <laughs> i don't i don't to see if anybody what... else used <laughs> i don't remember doing that you did i remember and then i tweeted about it on the unofficial jumbo cables twitter account which oh, i need I to get that. back to oh god i remember that thing. i need to get back that. to that was great <laughs> Oh, yeah, you used to sniff your headphones. <laughs> I don't remember sniffing the headphones. I do remember biting my monitor. I sort of remember that. Mm-hmm. Man, those are stinky times back in your Sacramento room. Yep. 